It was a case that riveted the nation. Scott Peterson, convicted in 2004 in the murder of his eight months pregnant wife, 27-year-old Lacey, who disappeared Christmas Eve 2002, her body found in San Francisco Bay in April of 2003. And now it seems that the Los Angeles Innocent Project has taken up the case. Joining us live to talk about this is CBS News legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. Well, I remember covering this uh, literally every day for a a couple of years. Uh, Thane, tell us a little bit about the Los Angeles Innocence Project. Uh, Have they um, successfully relitigated other high-profile cases? So remember, Bridget, this all the first time we ever heard of the Innocence Project was in connection with the O.J. Simpson case, uh, because there was the New York-based Innocent Project, which is still there. It's based, I think, in Cordozo Law School here in Manhattan. And their job, essentially, they're you know high-profile investigators that try to exonerate uh, purportedly wrongfully convicted people through very highly scientific DNA evidence. So if you watch Law and Order and you think that every case has DNA evidence, part of the reason for that is because of the Innocence Project, because they've spent, you know, a number of decades now traveling around the country to exonerate wrongfully convicted people based on evidence that was of a scientific nature that was ignored. So the L.A. version of this has decided to pick up on this case. Peterson has already filed a petition for habeas corpus, which is essentially a petition saying, can the court please review my case? So that already set in motion the procedure of, all right, we're going to review this guy's case. Should we grant it? At that point, the LA Innocence Project jumped in and they said, you know what? We think there are enough questions here on a scientific forensic level that we might be able to uh, exonerate him. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the evidence. I've, I've read that uh, some of the evidence that they might present it comes from the investigation into a burglary of a home across the street from the Petersons in Modesto. Do we know anything more about that, Thane? Well, we know that her watch, uh, Miss Peterson's watch, was also missing. So there apparently is now some thought <clears throat> that sh- that their house had also been burglarized, and that's why her watch was missing. And the van that apparently was used in that burglary was set on fire somewhere. So, you know, that triggered all kinds of questions, whether there is some connection between that burglary and the disappearance of the wife. Um, mm-hmm. But there's all sorts of other things, you know, there apparently, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, in all high profile cases, a lot of people don't want to get involved. So the Innocence Project is saying, you know, there were numerous witnesses that were afraid to give evidence and testimony because this was such an ugly case. Nobody wanted to provide evidence to to in somehow acquit or exonerate the husband who apparently in the public uh, in the public eye had committed this hor- horrendous heinous act of killing his wife and unborn child <clears throat> there was um, many potential witnesses that had evidence that they didn't pursue a tip sheet follow up on leads post conviction evidence that apparently was not gathered or uh, 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 assembled for the purposes of an appeal um, and so that all of those things taken together, that and I guess the scientific forensic nature of this is obviously given the L.A. Innocence Project belief that they might have something. And remember, mm-hmm. the Innocence Project is trying to do the work of God, right, to exonerate wrongfully convicted people. But they don't take cases just, you know, casually, right? 
When they do, they probably think there's something there. There might be something there. And yet, I want to play you this clip. Maybe you've heard this from one of the Peterson jurors. Take a listen, Thane. You got a long way to go to convince me that he wasn't guilty because I spent five and a half months in a courtroom listening to testimony, looking at evidence. Yeah. What What was it that, that got Scott Peterson uh, convicted? Ultimately, I know that uh, in in the media at the time, and I don't know if any of this was allowed in in court, but there was a lot of uh, interviews and talk with his his the girlfriend that surfaced. Remember that Amber Amber Frey or Amber yeah. Fry? Yeah, yeah. So Amber Fry tells the tells of investigators that Scott said his wife was dead, so he's having an affair with a woman, fully married with a his wife has is an eight eighth month pregnant. And he's telling the woman with whom he's having an affair, I don't have a wife. She's dead. Uh, he apparently bought a boat and said he went fishing and in some San Francisco Bay, apparently. And that's exactly where the wife's body uh, eventually went to shore in that exact same spot. When he asked him, what were you fishing? He couldn't remember what fish he was out there trying to catch. So that's why you're hearing that man saying, hey, I spent half, five and a half months here. And by the way, that's not unusual for jurors, right? You know, they're they are invested in it, right? They spend five and a half months. They like, want to stand by oh, their work and their decision yes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I put I put time into this. I was in the laboratory called the courtroom. I was there watching lists, listening very, very carefully, making notes, looking at the evidence. This is this I was just I wasn't outside, I was inside. Give me the credit that I was looking at something that was not an easy thing to do. It was ugly on all levels, and I ultimately concluded that that this man there was there was no reasonable doubt in my mind mm-hmm. that he had committed this crime. 